Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone and welcome to the Fun World. As per usual, it's myself, Vernon Kay and Darren Fletcher. And first off the bat, let's apologise. We didn't have a podcast last week. No excuses. Uh, a bit lame, but let's crack on. Anyway, I've got big news, everyone. I've got big news and it's important news. Darren Fletcher has got the bug. Uh, it's big news. He's got the bug. And I'm not talking C19. I'm not talking COVID. Ladies and gentlemen, Darren Fletcher has been caught hook, line and sinker by the world of golf. I have. Yes, I have. Yeah, we had a fantastic day, didn't we, yesterday with uh, Aston Martin at Celtic Manor on the 2010 Ryder Cup course. And I had a, a lovely invite from yourself. And we played with two smashing fellas who we'd never met before, Jim and Rich. Although Rich's trousers left a little bit, needed a bit of, a bit of work. A little bit short. Why? His budget died, so they were half mass. Yeah, yeah. So Rich's trousers were the only thing that was holding his back. But what a fantastic day. And it, it was one of those days that I've been waiting for, to hit the ball well on a good course. You know when you hit the ball well on a bad course, you think, yeah, but I wish I'd done that somewhere good. But yesterday, I hit the ball well, great company, we won prizes, and it was just great. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was good. And and and, and for me, it, it's even better, Darren, because I've now got that buddy, albeit that you live miles away, hours away, in fact, that I can ring and say, Darren, been invited to a superb world-class golf course. Are you in? I'm in, and I, and I will travel. I will travel <laughs> for golf. It's difficult to get me out the house, but if there's golf, I will travel. Have golf, will travel. Yeah, yeah. So I am in. Yeah. yeah. So, so Darren, we're about to enter week three of the brand new NFL season, and so far, I think it's safe to say that teams are bedding in. Apart from the obvious, you know. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they've come straight out the gates. They are absolutely flying. Tom Brady is utilising all the weapons that have been made available to him. The defence is doing what the defence did in the Super Bowl and shutting people down like they did a la Kansas City. All right, they're conceding points, but you know what? They're, they're scoring points. Kansas City, a little bit shaky for me. Already got that loss against uh, the Ravens. So we will see how it goes. And I just want to pick your brains and say, Darren, uh, what are your initial thoughts? Two games in on the brand new season. 
Uh, to, to a large extent, it is what we thought it was. Not trying to sound like Dennis Green from all those years ago when they lost narrowly to the Bears. There are a couple of teams that I look at and I'm a bit concerned about. Green Bay would be one. They were my NFC Super Bowl pick. But Aaron Rodgers is doing more talking than throwing at the moment. And he seems to be waging little wars with various people. Jermichael Finley, his former tight end, I think this week is the one that he's been having a pop at on various shows in the US. So Aaron Rodgers is clearly carrying over a hangover from the summer when he wanted to be traded by Green Bay and it didn't happen. So now he's, he's, he's getting riled up by the analysis of, of how he's playing and what the situation looks like. So that looks a dangerous situation for me in Green Bay where you've got so many good teams in the NFC. It um, looks like he's being chewed up from the inside, Darren, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, but I kind of feel for him. And I can only talk about this from a from a, a different perspective, but a similar situation. If you are working somewhere where you don't want to be, no matter how you try and put a brave face on it, you don't look forward to going in. And if he's genuinely fallen out of love now with the Green Bay Packers and wants to go and play somewhere else, I can understand that he would be tetchy and he wouldn't be happy and you're not going to get Aaron Rodgers that we saw last season and that we've seen for multiple seasons. He's also sitting there thinking, blimey, I might have got a trade to somewhere warmer and now I've got a Wisconsin winter that I've got to play through and I really don't want to be here and I don't like him and I don't like them and I don't like what they're saying. And that, to me, in the NFC is something you can't get over because you, you can't go past Brady and Wilson and people like that if that's how you feel. Well, at least the Ryder Cup's down the road, Darren. That's a bonus, yeah. isn't it? And he's a big golf fan. He is, yeah. And the Europe team looked great and the Green Bay Packers-inspired stuff that we've both tried to catch off Lee Westwood. So we're trying <laughs> to... That could be a battle. <laughs> we'll find out who he likes more at the end of the Ryder Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Whether his Nottingham allegiance or his Vern allegiance is going to be the winner. But I think everywhere else, you know, I, I, think, I think the 49ers, now they're injury-free, look more like the 49ers from the Super Bowl season than last season. Russell Wilson started really well in, in, in Seattle, although they showed a bit of defensive frailty against Tennessee. I wasn't that worried when Tennessee lost in week one. They then get a good win in week two. I, I do just wonder globally whether with the extra game on the schedule and the changes to preseason, whether we might need to get used to the first few weeks of the season starting and looking different. And by that, I mean that Belichick for years and years and years used the first four weeks as an extended preseason. When you take a preseason game away and you had a regular season game on, it has to affect the way teams prepare. So we probably won't get a true picture of what both conferences look like until maybe around week five. Bill Belichick's an anomaly. We know that. He's a coaching anomaly. He's a little bit like Fergie in that kind of sense where he's won it year after year after year after year after year and he can rebuild. Saying that, the NFL isn't a product that would warrant itself the excuse to have four weeks building up with relatively, not shoddy games, but not teams fire. The, the, the NFL wouldn't advertise teams not firing at 100%. You know what I mean? So I think what we're talking about is a situation where there needs to be a solution, a clear solution to preseason. And also, in my opinion, looking at some of the ridiculous things that we're seeing defensively on the field, and thank you, God, Tom Brady has also mentioned that the lack of defensive ability, agility, and the rules bending towards the offense now has made the game, quote-unquote, Tom Brady, soft. It's made it easier for the offenses to score points. And I think at the moment, I think I genuinely, honestly feel that the NFL is in a transition. 
Mm. It needs to decide what it wants to be. Is it all scoring, all singing, all dancing? Or are we, do we have to revert back to some form of 80s football where it's physical? Physical enough that it can be safe, safe enough that it can be physical. And I think, I personally think after watching some ridiculous penalties being thrown, and we would never put the NFL down, but it needs to toughen up. It needs to realise that you've got grown men, athletes, who've played this game since they were nine years old. They know what's coming, and it's been a goal of them, personally, to succeed and be successful in the NFL. And we've said it before many, many times. You join the NFL, in my opinion, in my personal opinion, you sign the waiver. You sign the waiver. And now with this real drive to get rid of taunting, I'm like, oh, what are we doing? How yeah. can we sell this game? Yeah. How can we sell it? Is it? Are we going back to, look, we've got cheerleaders with pom-poms. Is that where the NFL is going? An entertainment product? Or is this a legitimate sport with grown men being physical athletes on the field? Yeah, I, I didn't know we were going to touch on this today, but I'm glad you, you brought it up because the one concern I've got for the NFL is that it becomes the NBA. And the NBA, if you watch a lot of NBA, a lot of games tend to be decided by which team has the ball last. Now, that's okay, but the rest of the game has just been backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards. That, that works in that sport, I suppose. But I think the NFL needs more than that. You know, I, I don't need to watch Minnesota against Arizona. As much as I enjoy it being a shootout, I don't need every game like that. I don't need every game to be dependent on which quarterback has the ball last knowing that the defence neither has the capability nor the opportunity due to the rules to make a stop anyway. The worst thing I think in the NFL at the minute is when a quarterback can be under pressure and a team can be in third and long or whatever it is, and a quarterback can drop back and throw a ball into an area knowing that they're going to get pass interference. Only way they're going to advance the ball is to get a penalty. The defensive back's got very little opportunity to avoid and I think that, mis that, that kind of miscues the, the whole situation. And it takes away that ability to win legitimately. And people might be shouting at the podcast going, what are you talking about, you idiot? That is a way to do it. But it's not. You, you're winning on a penalty. You're winning on a technicality. You're winning on a, a lot of times the opinion of, a, of, a, of, a, of an official who might see it as pass interference. Another one might not. I think we, we need the balance of low-scoring games, high-scoring games, defensive games, offensive games. We need superstars on both sides of the ball. We need the, the defensive linemen and the linebackers and the cornerbacks to be big names in the league like the quarterbacks are and the running backs and the receivers. I think you're getting away from that. And I think if they get too far away from it, then it damages the product. But what I would say is that's the point where the NFL office would react because they're the most reactive sports league in the world. If it doesn't work, they change it. The fans don't like it, they change it. So if it does get too far that way and it does start to affect people's perceptions, TV ratings, revenues, et cetera, they would change it. But I don't want it to become every week that I, whoever plays whoever, I see the same game. I, I want that variety of team. And if we get that, brilliant. If it goes too much the other way, I wouldn't enjoy it as much. Well, it used to be that NFL teams had identities in the yep. way that they played. Remember, there was that big, big brouhaha in the 80s when Boomer Esiason and the Cincinnati Bengals, they went no huddle. Yes. That changed the game. That changed the game where midway through the season, 
they had to have a refereeing conference, I think it was, or the NFL had to sit around a table and say, right, what do we do about this no huddle offense? Because A, television can't go to breaks, and B, defenses can't reset themselves. Yeah. But those are the examples that we're talking about. And I think that Bill Walsh invented the West Coast offense, you know, and he's like, oh, yeah, they've got, they're running the West Coast offense. Everyone runs that now. And I think you're right. Teams need their identities. The Chicago Bears were a defensive team, you know. Yeah. Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, you knew that that was going to happen. How do you how do you defend it? No one knew. If you think, Vern, when we first started watching this game, there were there were a couple of defining units in the NFL. One was the Chicago Bears defense, and the other one was the the Washington offensive line. I mean, you'd yeah. never you'd never you'd never now identify a team by its offensive line, but the Hogs were the most identifiable part of a team that had won a Super Bowl and been in a Super Bowl and then went to multiple Super Bowls later on with an offensive line that defined them. So I think it's great if you go back through the generations of the NFL, there are different periods. Oh, look at the Raiders, Darren. The Raiders wouldn't get a sniff today in football. Yeah. I know, and I know, but I know we, we've got to put the caveat in that safety is all important, and I understand it that exactly we didn't know back then what the perils were for the the individuals who were playing it. And I think the point you made is, is is the most important one. It's whether they can find an opportunity to get the balance right. If you can get the balance right between safety and aggression, then you're onto a winner. And I'm sure they're working hard at it. And I think at the minute I'm still enjoying shootout football, but I, but I think at some stage I'd like to see it tighten up. Yeah, I, knowing knowing you as well as I know you, knowing you as well as I know you, Darren, I think you're going to get bored of that very, very quickly. Yeah, but you, you know, don't... because because there's no way that there's no way I can see you sitting down for a Champions League final, thinking, right, this is going to be Juventus ten, yeah, Chelsea ten, yeah, going to go to penalties. That's not exciting. No, but also, you know, when you when you think about it. I, at the minute, it's okay. But everybody can't be like that. That's, I think that's the point. Everybody can't be like that because there aren't enough quarterbacks to play that way. So you're going to find some team that just simply doesn't, hasn't got a person that can do it as well as them. So where you're picking the draft is going to dictate a large extent how good you are. There's not going to be 32 quarterbacks that can throw it like Tom Brady. It just doesn't exist. You know, there's going to be six good ones elite ones, you know, maybe 10 good ones, and you're going to get bad ones. It's impossible to build a league like that. But what I would say is they've shown they can do it because when it gets to the playoffs, what do teams do? They run the ball and they play defence and they win a championship that way. And if they mix it in with a, a good offence, you're fine. And they officiate it slightly differently. They, they don't call as many pass interference penalties. They let the game play properly. So I think it's a, a relatively easy remedy. You've just got to stop throwing as many fl- flags as they do let the game go a little bit, give a defence a chance to make a play or two, and then you get the balance. I don't even think you've got to affect people's safety. You've just got to stop throwing flags for ridiculous penalties that don't really affect things and allowing offences to move up and down the field without too much in the way of something to stop them. And you can do that by throwing less flags. You're not going to make it more physical necessarily and and, and increase the, the, the probability of people getting life-changing injuries at some stage. You can just stop throwing petty flags for ridiculous situations and all of a sudden the game becomes harder to score points in and it makes it a more natural contest. If if these taunting penalties oh, crazy. are offensive 
as in homophobic, yes. racist, yes. anything like that. Anything. Throw a flag and eject throw flag. him. Throw the, throw the guy out. If all it is is your mama jokes... Right. And you're throwing flags. That's pathetic. Or we're having a dance or whatever. Uh, that's pathetic. Yeah. It's absolutely pathetic because, and I've read lots of, lots of uh, journals write about this, is adrenaline fills your body when you're competing in professional sport. This is what you've trained for. This is what you've dreamed for as a kid. And if you get a 10-yard one-handed catch that gets your team a first down and you're in striking distance of scoring a touchdown to win the game, you're going to be hyped. Large. Give it large. Give it large. But well, now they're saying, now they're saying, oh, you've got to turn your back on the opponent and celebrate with your team. I'm like, dude, come on. No. There's, there, there's 22 men on the field at one time. 11 of them are trying to rip your head off. Well, according to the conversation we've just had, they're not trying to rip your head off, but they're trying to stop you score a touchdown. And I think I'm going to say this before I forget. It used to be that defense wins championships. Now I feel that we're getting to defense will lose you championships because of the way they're being penalised and the softness that they're having to play. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think so. Um, one thing I want to raise with you this week is, it's good this, so we're going to get hard knocks in season. Nice. So we're going to get a video diary of an actual NFL team competing week to week. Yeah. So it's going to be cameras behind the scenes um, during the season, and it's going to be the Colts, I think. It's It's... it's it's basically the hard knocks version of the all or nothing that we got um, with uh, the Cardinals and I think the Panthers. So hang on a minute. It's not going to be played out week by week. This will be played out at the end of the season. No, I think we're going to get it about week 11. Oh, nice. Um, and it's going to be the Colts. Um, That's a great idea. Yeah. So it's the first time that, it's the, first time that the hard knocks team are going to do it. The only issue here is that the way the season started, the Colts might be irrelevant by week 11. Yeah. <laughs> that, might be, that, that might be good for us because they might let us see more. Oh, Darren, you know what made me laugh? Like, Carson Wentz has got two dodgy ankles. He sprained both of them, hasn't he? <laughs> right. I'm like, hang on a minute. Carson Wentz has got two sprained ankles. Why yeah. is he 70? I thought he might, I thought he might have burned <laughs> the house and done it jumping out the top window. How do you do exactly. both? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's not like he was duking left, right and centre in the first two games. It's just outrageous. But, you know, that, that's a gamble that they took. And I think if he'd have stayed fit, I, I, I think that uh, Carson Wentz would have been quite fruitful for the Colts. Yeah. So, so we're going to get this. We're going to get but we're going to get the Colts hard knocks in season. So that's something for NFL fans to look forward to if you didn't know. Have you heard, Vern? And I only heard this on the way back from our golf thing yesterday. I listened to, uh, to Colin Cowherd's podcast. Uh, most days when I'm walking the dog and there was some stuff Tom Brady senior has done an interview this week what his dad yeah and he's just basically they basically said you know is is this game at Foxborough gonna mean you know is it is it is that they did win in the Super Bowl last year um with with Tampa you know really kind of vindicate Tom Brady as being like the main guy in New England, you know, over it was the whole Belichick Brady discussion. Tom Brady senior just went damn right. And then the guy that interviewed him basically then said about what next week's game is going to mean to him, because obviously they're going to, to Foxborough to play the Patriots. And, uh, you know, it is, and it was basically, is there going to be way more on the line? And is he going there to rub people's noses? And it was the basic tenor of the question. 
damn right, came the response from his dad. So all of a sudden, people are thinking, hang on a minute, we, we've now, what everybody suspected, that Belichick treated Brady like a 16-year-old kid for the majority of his time in, in New England, and it was all about the, the, the process, and it wasn't about Brady, it was about Belichick's mind. This has clearly rankled the Brady family for a while, and they've never been able to really say it. Now, Tom Senior is out there on the front foot, my man, and he's saying, listen, <laughs> whatever you're saying, just damn right. You don't need to say any more. So if you get a chance to listen to it, have a listen, because it's very revealing in terms of what Brady's mindset was when he left and what he thinks about it now. And the general consensus seems to be over there that they're expecting Tom Brady to roll into New England next week with zero thought for anyone in the stands on the opposite sidelines and if he gets the chance to grab them by the hair and rub their nose in the dirt that that is exactly what he's going to do next week well we'll talk about a little bit more about this next week obviously but it started already they've got a game to play this week but they're already fully focused over there on Brady Belichick and it's going to be special and it sounds like he's got the hump so but listen but but and rightly so. And rightly so. Without doubt, the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. <coughs> Do you know what I mean? And if you get... And let's not forget, what Tom Brady did for that franchise is very, very rare and it's very special. He kept taking realignments of his contract. Some say that he took a lot of reductions in his contract because he wanted the team to get better. Robert Kraft was like, Tom, do us a favour. Let's cut this out of your contract. It'll give us a few mil here. We can go and get you a running back, a receiver, a defensive end. We can bolster the team, but only if you take a pay cut. And he did. And they were very, very, very successful in doing that. You know, well, numerous Super Bowls with the New England Patriots. He said, I'll never leave the, the club, this, that, and the other. And then it got a bit nasty and hey-ho, off you go. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be good, that one. And I'm really looking forward to it because you just know that Buccaneers team is going to absolutely wallop this New England Patriots team. The point, the point was made this week as well, which is going to, which is going to piss him off even more. That if you look at the roster that they've got now, this is probably the most talented Patriots roster in terms of players on it for the last ten years. So, for the last what eight of Tom Brady's time there, they've got a better roster now than they had when he was there. And I think the, the part that's winding him up is he's kind of looking at it thinking, well, what did I give all that money back for then? But they've actually got a better roster now and I'm not there. And I was giving my wages up year on year and we never had a roster as good as the one they've got now. Because you think about the, the skill position players they've got and, and what they've done on, on the line and the kind of players they've been able to keep. It's, it's a, it, I mean, they've had to do it because they've not got Brady. So they've not got the magical ingredient. They've got to get a better team now to try and win. But the, the upshot of it all is that they've got, probably got more talent on the 53-man roster now as a, as a collective than they had for the last decade under, under Brady in New England, which is going to wind him up even more. Yeah, and let's be honest, it's not like Tom Brady needs a Nando's black card, is it? No, no, it's not. He's probably got one. <laughs> yeah, he probably has got one. And he probably, he probably uses it. Knowing these sports people, if you get anything for free, they're using it. Yeah. They'd be using it. if you rocking up uh, free Nando's, please. I... I uh... I uh, I was at an award ceremony last week and David Beckham was there. Oof. And uh, I, I was giving out an award. It's the NHS Awards. I think they're on Channel 4 this Saturday. 
and a really emotional award ceremony. Prince William was there, the Prime Minister, David Beckham, uh, some heavy hitters and Piers Morgan. <laughs> He'll love me for saying that. Uh, and I had to go backstage and, and read the auto cue because, you know, when you give your citation about the award, you don't want to fluff it. You don't want to stumble it. You want to make sure that you read it nice, clean, calm, precise. You know your mum's watching. You've got your best suit on and it's the NHS. So you know, you, jets are on full, shall we say. So as I walk up, Davina McCall is hosting it and she's chatting to David Beckham. And it's like, all right, I, I, you all right, David? Yeah, really good. Uh, I think I said, uh, Miami's going all right, isn't it? He went, yeah, no, we're winning, which is great. And then I said, uh, and Tom Brady's off to a flying start. And he just said, he's class, isn't he? I'm like, yeah, he is. Yes. Yeah. He is. I want to take you back to something you said there. <clears throat> that I think people thought they might actually be hearing in one sentence by this stage of, of, of the world, 2021. You said, I did the awards of the night. A lot of people were there. Prince William was there, the Prime Minister, David Beckham. If you run that together, the Prime Minister, David Beckham, was what a lot of people thought we were going to have at this stage after Donald Trump. So we know, there might be some stage where we have got the Prime Minister, David Beckham. Yeah. You put it in there, you meant the Prime Minister and... And David Beckham. Beckham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's David not Beckham. running for number 10 just yet. <laughs> not yet. Number no, he, need, he wants that knighthood first, I would imagine. Well, I think that's a shoo-in. I think that's a shoo one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I've got some numbers for you, because I know we've not, we've not done a long one this week. So I'm going to give you some numbers, the first numbers of the season. But because we didn't do one last week, there was a real good one from last week, so I've stuck that in at the end as well. Right, nice. So Tom Brady, you mentioned Tom Brady, you mentioned the start that he's made, how well uh, the Buccaneers are playing in terms of putting points on the board. He's currently on course to throw 77 touchdown passes this season, which is astonishing. And there was a thing in the US this week, which I heard on a, uh, an, a, another podcast, which I'm going to pinch. I can't remember what podcast it was. Otherwise, I'd credit them. But he, by Christmas, will have thrown more passes, or more touchdown passes in his 40s than he threw in his 20s. What? Right, right. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. More TDs in his 40s. Will it, by, by mid, by, by, I think, December. Wow. More touchdown passes in his 40s than he threw in his 20s. Well, there's a general excitement about this new mature Tom Brady because he's taken the knee brace off. Have you noticed? <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. See, they don't fancy a bit of Lamar Jackson, does he? The, the knee brace is off. Wow. So, and he looks leaner. Yeah. Like the guys were saying, 
I was watching NBC Pro Football Talk on Sky and they were saying, uh, he's got some quads now. He's got an ass. <laughs> you know, he's like, it's obvious that whatever he's doing, electrolytes, no seeds in strawberries, all that kind of stuff, yeah. it's working. And this revamped version of Tom Brady is a more focused athlete when it comes to his physical abilities, not his mental noggin, because we know that there's no one better at reading a defense than Tom Brady. But his physical approach to the game has changed, obviously because he's more mature. He's waking up with a few more creaks in his elbows and his knees. But yet he's, his approach to this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team is, hang on a minute, I know I've got a squad here where I can crack on for another three years, never mind two, maybe three or four. And he, his approach to his physical well-being is absolutely awesome. Just take a look at the new Tom Brady, how so, physically so, different he looks to what to, to, to when he was at the Pats. So you heard it here first on the fumble. Vernon, in a roundabout way, is telling us by playoff time, the read option is going to be part of the Buccaneers offence. And Tom's going to be sprinting off right end for a... Well, you say sprint, I mean, it'd be a polite jog. You know what I mean? I mean, he's a big lad, he's what, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, right. six, so a big stride of, one of his strides, he's three of yours, Darren. This actually sounds like, he's, he's actually standing this week like it's not thrown together. So just on the subject of quarterbacks running, Daniel Jones had 95 yards rushing, your mate, Daniel Jones. Um, the Giants. Danny Dimes. Yes, against Washington in week two. 95 yards in that game. Did you know that Eli Manning Never had more than 80 yards rushing in a whole season for the Giants. Two different athletes. 80 yards. Yeah, but 80 yards. You think you get 80 yards? Just by <laughs> he never went for more than 80 yards in a whole season, Eli Manning. Well, That's yeah. Mad. That's mad. I know. It is. I, listen, Vern, Vern, I'd get 80 yards. Over 16, 17 games, I'd get 80 yards. You'd have to get 80 yards. How can you not get 80 in a season? But the, both the both the Mannings, and maybe it's something they learnt from their father, Archie, were just proper stand-up pocket passes. Well, obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never realised it was never got to eighty in a season. Yeah. <laughs> a game a season. I know that's class. The whole thing, yeah. Um, what about this? I mean, we always talk about what a good coach Sean McVay is. The Rams are thirty-seven and zero under Sean McVay when they lead at half-time. Whoa, good number. Yeah, 37-0 when they lead at halftime. And people are talking about them being maybe the biggest challenger to, to tamper in the NFC. They play this week. ESPN, by the way, the stats and information people, this is the only game all season, uh, Tampa Bay in LA against the Rams, that they don't favour the Buccaneers to win. So that all their, inf their stats and info people says that it's going to be a Rams win. 37-0 at halftime when they lead under Sean McVay. And I think they are legitimate. I think they're real. Defence, Stafford's a big addition. Cup and Woods are brilliant. If they can run the ball well enough, fine. Looks a good team. But you know a team is well coached when you just get to that kind of, it's half time, we're ahead, we win. It's half time, we're ahead, we win. They're a good team. So I, and think I, I, think, I also think that Sean McVay has got the balls to really isolate someone on Tom Brady, to, sh to shadow him and blitz him. Because if you can put Tom Brady under pressure... Yeah, he wears number 99 and he's called Aaron Donald and he's yeah, going to live I, in that Tampa Bay backfield at the weekend. Yeah, I get, I get that. I get that. I get that. I get that. But listen, oh my God, I said it. I hate it. 
I hate it. That's my new pundit. Hate. Listen, listen, listen. listen. Yeah. If you listen to the fumble, here's a great drinking game, right? Obviously, Darren does BT Sport. And then you've got the pundits before, during and after the game. Have a drink every time a pundit says listen. Yeah. Every time a pundit tells you to listen, have a drink, you'll be bladdered yeah. 10 minutes in. Do they not realise that people are listening? That's why they want yeah. to listen. Yeah, listen, listen. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, as I was saying, Darren, listen up. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs didn't have a shoddy defence in the Super Bowl. No. And Tampa Bay absolutely just let Tom Brady do his thing. So I know Aaron Donald always acquires two defensive, two offensive linemen to, to stop him, and he's a big lad. But Sean McVeigh, in that gap that's created by putting two on Aaron Donald, needs to send someone to Tom Brady. The two best defensive players, in my opinion, in the National Football League are on that defence. Well, let's see what happens. Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. Let's and see what happens. It's one, going to be a fruit... Well, if that's the case, it'll be a fruitful day for the two running backs, one of them being Leonard Fournette, who's in my fantasy. Now, I, I, what, what I would say is that he's that good and that disruptive. Just because he's rushing Tom Brady doesn't mean you can run on them either. Because he's good enough to stop the running back as well. He'll be, he'll be the thing with Aaron Donald. I think this is this is what what's always been Brady's kryptonite. It's pressure up the middle. Whenever you see Brady struggle, it's direct pressure up the middle. Ninety nine for the L.A. Rams rushes up the middle better than any player in the NFL, and maybe is the best at doing that since Reggie White. Now. If he goes through there and lives in there, Brady's got a problem. I don't care whether you've got Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans. I don't care. Rob Gronkowski. Aaron Donald is stopping that. They've got to control Aaron Donald at the weekend. They've got to control Aaron Donald at the weekend. And I, I, I think it's brilliant. I think you've got the best offense in the league against what might turn out to be the best defense in the league. But it's also a defense at the minute that looks like it's Pretty well put together for this offense. So I think it's going to be a great game. I can't wait. I mean, if, if you're a fan of Brady, you get to see him up against the Rams this week and then Belichick next week. Wow. I mean, that's just that's just as good as it gets. I got one more for you. Got- uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. We can't move on. We can't move on because I know people are screaming into their ear pods. Uh, what are they screaming, though? Do you remember the Super Bowl in Atlanta? Yeah. Aaron Donald was nowhere to be found. How many points did Brady get? Well, yeah, I get that. They, I get that. The Rams didn't lose the Super Bowl because of Aaron Donald. They lost it because Jared Goff couldn't get him moving. Well, they lost it because Jared Goff shat his pants. Well, by the way, what was the score in that game? Was it off the top of my head? They got less than 20, the Patriots. Yeah, they did. They did. If Tampa Bay get less I think they than, got less than 15. If they get less than 20 this week, they lose. Yeah. So if Donald does what he did in the Super Bowl with the rest of his mates... The Rams are winning the game because Stafford's going to put points on the board. But if Donald ducks, Brady will win. <laughs> right. Now, now people are saying move on. You see? Now people are saying move on. The, 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 Giants, the Giants are 0-2 for the fifth season in a row. <laughs> oh, that pains me. Yeah. Fifth now that me and Danny Dimes are best mates, it yeah. pains me. 2016, the last time they didn't start 0-2, which is the last time they went to the playoffs. 
So if you're a fan of the big blue, apologies. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here, and I think we touched about it in week one or two. It might not have been on the podcast, but I think you and I have had a conversation about it. It might have been in our winner takes all fantasy league about uh, Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett is running an offense that's old. Yeah. It's tired. You know, if you ran two mirror images of the Cleveland Browns offense and the New York Giants offense, you'd be like, what the, where is that? Is that that Giants offense? Is that, is, is that a high school offense that they're running there? Because if you look at the weapons and the way that, that Cleveland utilize everything they've got, that offense is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And every time I watch it, I get, ex- I can't believe I'm saying this. I get excited watching Baker Mayfield because it's an exciting offense that just give you what you want as an NFL fan. Baker Mayfield is getting done by the Chicago Bears this week. Don't even well, we'll, we'll see. But I think they've got two massive running backs who are physically big, big lads who can run the rock. Losing they really the are. They, they're lacking on receivers because Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham are injured. Well, Beckham, Beckham could come back. back. He could back come back this weekend, yeah. Beckham. But I think once they once they get a bee in their bonnet, I like that Browns offence. I really, really do. And, and this, I save this one till the end. This is a week one stat, but I think it's crackers. So in week one, Jameis Winston threw a touchdown pass to Deontay Harris that travelled 50 yards through the air. Drew Brees threw 9,421 passes as a Saint and never had one of those. In 9,000, how many attempts? 9,421 passes as a Saint. He never had a touchdown pass that travelled 50 yards through the air. Wow. Wow. (laughs) How good's that? (laughs) That is scary. Man. And then week two, Jameis Winston becomes Jameis Winston. Yeah. Which, which was, yeah, yeah. Right, we've got to finish on this because we're running out of time. This week, Sweetness and Light by the London Warriors. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're on to fantasy, everyone. The little Walter Payton, Sweetness and Light. It's Fletcher versus Kay in the league. Um, I've started... Well, you started really well. 22 points. Yeah, I'm 0-2 though in the league. And you're 2-0. So I'm already in, 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 in a mess, but I've started well. 22.5 points. DJ Moore, 126 yards last night, 12 and a half. And the Carolina D against the rookie Davis Mills got 10. I thought they'd get more than that, actually, because they gave up nine points. So at the minute, the win probability is 50% each. I'm projected to get 100.1, and you're projected to get 101.2. Now, I've still got Justin Herbert, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Miles Gaskin, Stefan Diggs, Travis Kelsey, and me kicker to go. And I've got one receiver position to fill. And I don't know whether I'm going to take a gamble on the health of Amari Cooper or start Sammy Watkins against Detroit. You've got Lamar Jackson, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Adam Thielen, Mike Williams, Jared Cook, uh, Julio Jones, the Buffalo D, and Dustin Hopkins. But obviously I've got a 22.5-point lead. And it's just been announced this morning... Lamar Jackson's got a hip problem and he's... Oh, well, this is ridiculous. Do you know how he got his hip problem? By somersaulting into the end zone. What an absolute Richard head. What a bell end. So, if, if, he, if he's not available, you've got to pick a quarterback up. Well, I've just done that. Oh, have you? Oh, in my other team. Hey! Damn it! <laughs> Wrong so- team! So you could be in trouble. So the quarterback's available to you. Danny Dimes is available. Yeah. 
Kenny Bridgewater, uh, Kirk Cousins, Jacoby Brissett. Big I like Kirk Cousins, to be Gareth honest with you. Matt Ryan, Sam Darnold, who went last night. Now, if you got Sam Darnold, 25.26 last night. Nice. He's gone. Taylor Heineke, Jameis, Jimmy Garoppolo. So there's a few options. Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. There's a few options. But, but you've got to be a little bit concerned about Lamar. It's only a hip problem. It'll be all right. Well, well it is. It'll be all right. Well, okay. they're playing the Lions. So even if he's got two hip problems, it's the Lions, 24th ranked defense. Yeah. Oh, hang on. He's, all, oh, he's also got uh, He's also got a stomach virus, too. Well, that's just a bad biryani, isn't it? That's, that's okay. all that is. He's had a dodgy, he's had a dodgy hot dog, so it'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah, I to be honest with you, I thought I drafted, I brought in Derek Carr. Well, right. that was in the other, that was in the Hooters League that we're right. in. Right. Uh, and I'm finding it difficult, Darren. I'll be honest with you, I'm finding it difficult running two teams at the same time because I'm like, I've got this guy in here, and then I'm like, hang on a minute, how come I'm playing Lamar Jackson? I've got Lamar Jackson. Oh, it's the wrong team. No. Oh! <laughs> like, you know the thing is, when you manage two teams, when you've got that player in your team, but in the other league is against you. And you need you need his points in one league, but every point yeah. in the other. It's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah it is. So it's me and you this week. Yeah, it, I, yeah, we'll tight. see. We'll see. It will be tight. Uh, but anyway, as always, Darren, a pleasure. This has been a shooting shark production. Thank you very much. Remember, you can get in touch with us via the old social media at the fumble on Twitter. We're on there as well on Instagram. And if you've got anything or anything that you would like us to talk about and chew our brains off, and maybe, who knows, we could get you on with your opinion. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Get some fumble lights on, have a little bit of banter with them lads and girls. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Another week. Darren, just quickly, uh, busy, busy with the old BT Sport this weekend. Chelsea, Manchester City this weekend, which I think is the best game of the season so far. Rematch of the Champions League final. Can't wait. And then next week, the first European trip that's a non-final for us. Um, since all the COVID restrictions, I'm going to Paris on Tuesday for PSG Manchester City. Um, don't think Messi will play, but it's going to be a fantastic Champions League game. And then from there, straight to Turin for Juventus against Chelsea. So, nice. can't wait. great week. Looking forward to it. Going to be great. Very, very privileged to be able to go and do what I do. And I'll try and do my best for everybody while I'm there. Yeah, good lad. And also, let's not forget, Ryder Cup is up and running as we oh, record this Friday, oh, midday. Oh, oh, and then oh, roll on, Saturday five, night. Five. Saturday night, AJ versus Usyk. Usyk wins. Usyk wins. I think AJ loses Saturday night. Usyk. I'm going Usyk. I'm going Europe. And I'm going the Bears to beat the Browns. That's not a bad treble, that. Hey. I'll have, ten, I'll have ten on that, Darren. Put that down. Let's see. No. Put that down. Yeah, and I might have me to beat you in the fancy. Hey! Hey! Let's see what Coral or uh, uh, Paddy Power give us on that one. Right, that's it. Have a good one. Have a great week, everyone, and let's pick it up next week. Same time, same place. This has been The Fumble.